Welcome to the Bluff First Podcast. We pray that this message would encourage and enrich your life. For more information, please visit us on the web at blufffirst.com. Good morning. Oh, we missed our pastors so much. Would you guys just, I know they're in Tennessee, but I'm sure they're watching online. Can we make some noise? We are blessed with the pastors we have. I know I'm a better person because of our pastors. We love you guys so, so much. Love First is not the same without our pastors. Uh, you guys ready? It's 11 a.m. You guys are a little more awake than 9 a.m., but uh, I'm, I'm excited for today. I'm excited for what's going to happen. My name is Nathan. If you don't know me, welcome to Bluff First. Um, I'm the worship and youth pastor here, and uh, I, I, it's, it's an honor that I get to serve in the capacity that I do. Um, Summer's officially over. Anybody? Uh, uh, I don't care. Summer's over. Let's go. Come on. Where are my fall people at? It's time for hoodies and flannels. All the husky people said amen. Yes. It's time. Uh, I did have a great summer, though. Like, it, it really was a good a summer. I, I spent time at camps. You know, went to a conference or two. It was, it was so fun. But if I'm honest, I spent a lot of my summer playing disc golf. And uh, it's so much disc golf. So it's like my new hobby for the past year and a half. And I uh, spent so much time playing. And I, I play on Sundays, uh, most Sundays, with this group. And we read the Bible. We do a Devo. And then we go and we just play. And we just hang out. And uh, I, I know you're not here to hear about, like, the good shots I made. And how good I am at disc golf. I know you're here to hear about my fails. Am I right? Like, you're here, you want to see Nathan fail. So, you ready for this? So, uh, I was playing with this older gentleman, and he's awesome. He, he's, he's so cool, but he, he, he finished with this one disc, and he threw it next to his bag. And I don't know if you know Hendrickson Park, but there's some pretty deep ditches, like, very deep. And uh, he, he threw it, and it fell, and you just saw his face like, oh, now i got to jump down there. And, you know, I don't think he was hinting towards it, but he looked at the young guy when he said, ah, oh, I got to get it. Anyways, so I, I, the younger gentleman, was like, hey, don't worry about it. I'll jump down there real quick and grab it. And you probably see where this is going. I, I, I sized up my jump. I looked at it, and I was like, can't do that one. So I moved over to where it was a little less steep, and I, I looked at it. I was like, I can definitely do that. And uh, I, I spotted it. I, I had it planned out perfectly in my mind. Like, this is going to go good. This is going to be cake. Famous last words, am I right? So I, I, I jumped, in, and like you see in the movies, the dirt just gives way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. You're already seeing this in your mind. The dirt gives way. And what I didn't see underneath the dirt was there was this root. And my body is going, but my feet aren't. They're just staying planted right where they are. And I, I kid you not, I, I belly flopped into a ditch with about an inch of water, and nothing was stopping me from hurting myself so bad. Um, I still finished the rest of the round. Yeah, come on. You still, I'm young, I'm dumb. I was so embarrassed. You know when you just fail and you just like complete embarrassment. <sighs> yeah, uh, <laughs> all the guys were like, oh, I'm sorry, but they were laughing, you know, they had to. And then somebody helped me out. I looked at my injuries. I had a cut up knee. Luckily, 90% of my fall was caught by my face. So it was, it was all right. I had a cut on my face. I tried to catch myself. My wrist was pretender. 
I finished the round, I did, I did, and I, I still love disc golf. Like, I still love doing it. And uh, I noticed the other, the other day, like, I, I played two sports mainly that I focused on. I never played basketball and soccer for a team. Like, I love playing those things, but I never did it on a team. And I, I noticed I, I played disc golf and I played tennis. And I, part of me is, it thinks of those things, and I'm like, the reason I love them it's because I'm all by myself. And I know part of me is like, oh, I, I would feel so bad if I let my team down, if, if I didn't have a good day and, and, and we fail because I failed, and I would feel so bad. But then I know that there's another part of me that's like, oh, I could do so much better if I didn't have that person on my team. Anybody else there? You're, you're, you're a one-man team and you want to do everything by yourself. That's me. And, and, and me realizing that, that, that speaks a lot to my life. And I think it speaks a lot to your life. That you, you're doing life like an individual sport. You're doing it all by yourself when God has called us to share life with each other. God has called us to have relationships together, to help each other out. And we're just doing it by ourselves. There's an old saying, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, go together. See, that wasn't me. I thought I could go further and faster all by myself. I didn't need nobody, so Mr. Independent. But we need people. We need relationships. We need someone to tell our secrets to. We need someone to drop everything when we run out of gas and come pick us up. We need someone to mourn with, someone to celebrate with, to laugh with, to cry. Like, we need people in our lives. And this morning, we're going to talk about deeper relationships. You guys ready for today? I will. Yeah. Okay. That was very weak. Nine and a bit better. Just saying. Um, but some of you are here, and you, you find yourself like, what friends? I don't have anybody to talk to. I, I, don't, I don't want people to know my secrets. I don't want people to know about the things that are going on in my life, because if they knew those things... If they realize the person I was, am, if they realize the person I am, they don't want to be friends with me. So I'm just going to handle this all by myself. I think we find ourselves there, and I think we can relate to that. And, and I, I think it's very common. When we see people in public, our conversations are very surface level. Our relationships are very surface level. I'm sure you did this this morning. When you saw somebody you knew, you said, hey, how's it going? Doing good. How are you? That's the most common answer anybody's ever given to a question. And that's very surface level. And I'm not, I'm not standing up here saying that we need to share everything with everybody, but I am saying that, that we need somebody to share everything with. We need someone in our corner, someone in our life that's there to listen, that's there to be honest with us, a shoulder to cry on. We need people in our lives. We need relationships. Amen? In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 11, it says this, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. You need somebody in your life when you fall in the ditch on your face you need someone in your life to help you up. We need people. 
We need people. Pastor Andy Stanley says this, that life change happens in circles, not rows. And what he's trying to say is that, that yes, you, you might experience God in a setting like this. Like we, we serve an amazing God, a powerful God. His word is powerful. His presence is powerful. God can change your life in these seats right now. Amen? But what he's saying, there's a better chance that in a relationship setting, in like a small group, when you're with people and you're able to share your life, life change is more likely to happen. And if I, the way I prove this, like, could you tell me the last five sermons Pastor TJ preached? And you're like, ah, pass that one. Like, I don't, I don't want, you might get one. But the thing is, if I asked you, who are five people that have impacted your life, it comes a little easier. The answer is easy. You start to tell me about that coach that never lets you give up on life, that never lets you give up on your sport. You, you start to talk about that one teacher that seemed to, to care a little bit more than the rest, that gave you more time than the others, or that, that friend that you've had your whole entire life since like second grade, and you still don't understand why they're your friend, but they are. They're just there. And then I think on the flip side, we could list a lot of people that have had a bad impact in our life. Have, have left a, a bad taste in our mouth about, about some of the decisions we're making and about that relationship. And I, I want to broaden our statement for today's message. And, and it's this, life change happens through relationships. Can we all agree about that? So if we think relationships are important, if we think life change happens through that, then something that we probably need to focus on. It's something that we probably need to get better at. The thing is we need deeper relationships in our life. Today we're going to find out how to have deeper relationships. And I, I, I'm going to be a little practical this morning. Is that okay? A little practical. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a youth pastor here. And every single Wednesday we welcome students from the stage downstairs. And we say, hey, welcome to Bluff First Youth. We're so excited you are here before we get started with anything else, we, we have five ground rules. And these rules are not rules to just be party poopers, be like, hey, no running. In the hall. Like, that's not our job. That's not our goal with these rules. The point of those rules are, are really so that they would have the most they can get out of that experience, most that they can get out of Bluff First Youth. And he, here are some of the rules. Here's actually all five of them. Rule number one, we say be nice. And we say this, like, like, be a good sport during the game. Like, don't, don't distract your friends during worship or the sermon. Rule number two, we say, be here. And that's physically. Like, hey, wherever we're at, you're there with us. If we're going to small groups, you're there. If people are hanging out outside and, and, and playing basketball or just hanging out, you're there. You're a part of it. You're, you're where things are happening. Rule number three, my personal favorite, be all in. And that, that's be here, but be here mentally. Be here emotionally, socially, spiritually. Like, like are you engaged in worship? Like, are you, are you leaned into the sermon? Are you responding to the small group questions and then giving us more questions? Like, how can I fix this in my life? Are, are you all in? Rule number four, and the parents love this one, no PDA. Can I get an amen? Let's discuss, uh, uh, okay, don't do it. Uh, we call them out all the time. 
Rule number five is, is fun. It's a made-up rule. And we, we just create one off the spot. Like, no shoes allowed. Leave your alpacas at the door. Like, no harmonicas during worship. Very random, super fun. Um, but this morning, we're going to look at the first three rules. And we're going to relate them to our relationships. Because relationships matter. And we need deeper relationships. And we need life change. So we need to get better. Amen? Man, okay. Let's, let's do this. Rule number one, be nice. Be nice. In Ephesians 4.2 says this, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And here's things I know. Friends, friends are going to fail you. Family members, they're going to annoy you. There's going to be an awkward time during small groups, and somebody's going to butt heads with somebody else, and there's going to be tension, but we have to choose to be nice. We have to choose to love those people, to be patient with them, to show them in grace. In small groups at Bluff First Youth, we use this language. We say that... that uh, Small groups is like Vegas. Like, great, oh, they're gambling now. No. Small groups is like Vegas. What happens in small groups? Oh, come on. That's, what happens in small groups? And see, we say that because small groups is a safe place where people can share about their lives. Like, like people are, are, are taking down the walls, being transparent. And, and the moment that we take what they say... And take what's going on, and we, we go to our work, oh my gosh, I cannot believe what so-and-so said. Can you believe that? Why, why would they do that? And the moment that we spread those rumors, the, the moment that, that we share that information, small groups is no longer a safe place. And, and people no longer want to share life with you. Can we be nice? On Sunday mornings, when you, when you come to bluff first, can you smile? Can you say hi? Can you have a conversation? Let's be nice. Rule number two is this. Be here. Be here. In Acts 2.42, it says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and to prayer Food, amen. Come on. There probably will be food at your small group, so that's one great reason. But the, but the word I want to look at right here is devoted. Like they were there. Like they were there consistently. And I know I'm going to step on some toes, but attending a small group once out of the six weeks is not attending a small group. That's not being devoted. Because if we're not devoted to our small group, then we're not really devoted to our lives changing. Come on, I, I want a friend, I, I want somebody in my life, a family member, a small group member that's there. Like whenever I text them or call them and I've got a problem, I, I don't want them to just be like, oh, I don't have time. Oh, I, don't, I can't do that. We all know that one friend that you text them every time and oh, I don't have time for you. Can we have time for people? Can we be there for people? Can we be present on, on, on Bluff at on Sunday morning at Bluff First, can you show up early, say hi to some people? Can you be here? Dream team members can, like, when you, when you say you're going to be there and you're going to serve, can you be there? 
Can you be here? Can you be present? We have to be here. That, that, that's like step one. Like you, you get in your car, you go to small groups. That, that's one thing we should be doing. Rule number three, told you I'm, I'm fast. In Jesus' name, everybody said, yeah, you guys are used to TJ. Like, oh, my God, is he ever going to? No. Um, rule number three, say this one with me. Be all, oh, that was not all in. One, two, three, be all in. That was more like it. Acts 2, 44 says this, and all the believers met together in one place shared everything they had. And some of you just tensed up right there. You're like, oh, everything? You got to share that with them? And like I said, like, you don't have to share everything with everyone. There's probably, you need someone to share everything with. And we, we believe that the moment that you decide to be all in, the moment that you commit, the moment that you're transparent, break down those walls and, and, and just be transparent you share everything with those people, God's going to work through that relationship. It's going to be a really deep relationship. Uh, like I said, I had a great summer. Uh, we went to multiple camps this year. And uh, I'm not going to lie, kids camp was the roughest. I, all you kids leaders know what I'm talking about. Um, it, was, it was rough, but there was one specific moment that I, I will never forget. It was, it was so awesome. We have a blob. Uh, this is what it looks like. We have a tower, and then you jump on to, it's basically a pillow. You jump onto it, and then you crawl to the end, and then someone else jumps off, and then you go flying. And it's so fun, um, but, you know, kids, they're a little scared. And rightfully so. I, I was a little scared the first time I did, too. Um, but we had this one student, his name's Levi, and Levi was awesome. And all week, he was like, I'm going to do the blob. I'm going to do it. And we had like three days of swimming. Each day, he like got up the ladder. It was like, no. <laughs> like he just got straight down. He didn't want to do it. And, and finally, it was the last day, his last shot. Um, we had about 20 minutes left before uh, we, we were going to leave the lake. And uh, he's like, I'm going to do it. And so he gets up there. And, and, and there's so many factors when you're up there because it's on a dock. So it's, it's moving. And, and it's pretty high. So if you're afraid of heights, you're like, oh, I don't know. And there's all these factors, and then there's students, and they're all watching you, waiting for an awesome blob. And then for about 20 minutes, me and the lifeguard are like, hey, you got this, Levi. Hey, you, you can do it. What is it going to take for you to jump off this? Do I need five bucks? Um, pop stand? Like, what? Do you want a toy? You want fruit snack? I'll give you a whole thing of fruit snacks. That's a lot, that's a lot of money. Uh, I'll give you a lot of fruit snacks. And then out of the blue, as the kids are cheering, Levi, Lee, the whole moment is set up for something awesome, and it's going to be awesome. He still doesn't want to do it. He's about to get down, and the lifeguard says, I'll let you ride on the golf cart. No hesitation. Levi jumps off of it, lands on his bottom, has the time of his life. I'm in the water ready, and he's celebrating. The crowd is going wild. This morning, can we be like Levi? Can we commit? Can we take this leap of faith and be all in? Who knows the chances that we're missing because we're not all in on these relationships? Can we be all in this morning? Can we take a leap? And here's how practical this teaching is. The, the deeper that we are with our relationships, the deeper life change. 
So the surface level relationships and the conversations we're having on a Sunday morning or in public, how are you doing, doing good, how are you, have a good day, very surface level, not much life change. But the moment that we, we start having different conversations, the moment that we share everything with those friends, with those small group leaders, those small group members, the moment that we do that, the moment we leap, the moment we commit, we start to see deeper relationships and we start to see deeper life change. We can't just have surface level relationships. We gotta be transparent. We gotta be all in. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a I'll do it by myself kind of guy. I'll fix it. Oh, I, I, I don't want them to know that secret. I don't, I don't need them to know. What would they think if I told them this? They would think I'm a monster. They, they, what would they think if I told them that? But we can't do life by ourselves. I'm gonna invite the band up. It feels weird saying that. Usually, like I'm about to get up. It's weird. All right, moving on. We're we're going through Ephesians and Bluff First Youth, and uh, it's it's really been challenging me. And it talks about different groups of people. But specifically, it talks about these two groups of people coming together as one church. And it, it relates so much to us. There, there are so many different values, there's so many different beliefs just in this room. But people are coming together. And, and we read in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. But God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much, even though we were dead because of our sins, even though we had a tough life, even though we do bad things, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Then we jump down to verse 8, and it says this, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you, you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you have done. So none of us can boast about it. Can I tell you today, you cannot earn the salvation that God has given you. There is nothing that you can do, no good works, no bottling up in your life, saying, oh, I don't want them to know. I can fix this on my own. I can do it by myself. You're not going to get a reward when you get to heaven saying, oh, you did a good job. You kept that a secret the whole time. Nobody even knew. That's not how it works. You are a sinner. You fail every single day, but we serve a God that's so great. Amen. That's good. And all this points back to the best small group leader the world has ever seen. The person who demonstrates perfect relationships, perfect love, that's Jesus. Jesus embodied these three rules. Jesus was nice. He showed his love, his mercy, when we didn't deserve it for, for believers and non-believers. Jesus was there. He was present. He devoted himself to his, his disciples, to people that were sick, that were hurting, that really needed Jesus, and he was there. And then I, I've, I don't think I should have to mention this, but Jesus was certainly all in. So the point of his death, 
There's no question about that, that, that Jesus laid everything out for us, for believers and non-believers, people that would continue their life and, and never say, Jesus, I, I love you, and never have a deep relationship with him. Jesus still died for them. Jesus still died for you. That's something to celebrate this morning. Can we get an amen? God is faithful. God is good. He's merciful. I know relationships are hard. I know they take work. And some people are really hard to love, if we're honest. Like they just get under your skin. And it's really hard to have a deep relationship with them. But the moment that we're, we're able to understand the grace that God shows us, that even though we're sinners, God decided to love us and, and to show us mercy. It's the moment that we're able to show our friends, our enemies, our small group leaders, our small group members, that's the moment we're able to share life with them, to grow deeper in our relationships. Because of what God did for me, I can share my life with somebody else. Would you stand up all across this room? I love, I love singing songs, I love listening to songs, I love reading songs. And this next song is, is amazing, it uses some of the same language that we've talked about this morning. Like once we were dead, now we're alive. And, and the chorus says this, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away my sin, who died and rose again, hallelujah. And behold the King of grace who washed my guilt away and he overwhelmed the grave, hallelujah. And then we go further in the song and the bridge, it says this, oh, what a miracle, so unbelievable. The way that you worked in my life, once I was dead, but now I'm alive. Our relationships, if we're honest, are very dead. And we need a God that brings dead things and makes them living once again. Because we're never going to have deeper life change. We're never going to see our life get so much better and find joy unless we have friends and family that we're honest with. Unless we have people in our corner that we're able to share life with. And this morning, I, I've got a couple ways that you can respond because we know you're going to forget about the sermon next week. We know you're, you're probably not even going to remember my name as you leave this room. It's Nathan, okay? You're probably not going to remember it. But right now, we're going to respond. And don't wait till you get home. Don't wait till next week. Can we respond now? It's urgent. This is something important. We have to change this morning. And first off, the most important relationship that you can fix and get right this morning is your relationship with God. And you can do that right now. You can start praying to God. Tell him, thank you for all you did. I'm sorry I'm a sinner. Lord, I need you in my life. You can do that right now. You can make that decision right now. But then this next one is very much practical. Right now, I give you full permission. If you haven't signed up for a small group, do it. Get out your phone right now. Download the Church Center app. Because life change happens through relationships. The first, the first step is signing up. You gotta sign up or you're not gonna be in that relationship. Come on. And then three, you could sing the song with this. And I love it. It talks about all that Jesus did. It tells the story from going to the cross, dying for us as sinners. If you feel comfortable, would you lift your hands across this room? Lord, we praise you. 
Lord, I'm thankful for a God that loves me so much despite my failures, despite the things that I do, Lord. Help me, help me love my friends and my neighbors like you love me. Help me to be a better friend to so-and-so, say their name, pray for them right now. Lord, Lord, help me be nice to them, even when I don't feel like it. Lord, help me to be devoted to them, to be available, to always be there when they ask, Lord. Lord, help me to give the people around me all I have to share my life to the fullest, Lord. Lord, let us be more like you this morning. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to work. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For questions, prayer requests, and more information, please visit us on the web at blufffirst.com.